Welcome to the latest episode of Weird uh, Podcast. Oh, wow. You just, <laughs> wow. Harry, step a little Well, I on. thought you were going to No, I was trying to sound scary. Oh. And failing. I'm Dean. I'm Aaron. I'm Carrie. I'm Jack. Today, Carrie will spill the beans on a little known that's known by a lot of people. <laughs> Actually, this I had never heard of this until very, very recently. Really? Carrie had heard of it already. I had. I had not. It's a fascinating case. A little reminiscent of something that Carrie brought us earlier, not that long ago, actually. The oh. Circle, Circleville Letters. Today, Carrie's going to bring us the story of the Watchers. No, the Watcher. Oh, just oh, yeah. only singular, one of them. Singular. Just one. Oh, I thought they might be twins. All right. Nope. Take it away. Not to be confused with the Dean Koontz novel or the Keanu Reeves movie. Fuck, did you just call me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a special aunt. <laughs> Nobody gets that. Uh, they'll get it when they look it up. Okay. We are in the town of Westfield, New Jersey. We're not. Does anybody know the significance? The true um, crime story? Uh, was there a shark involved? No. No mall. A criminal shark. That was a criminal shark. Then I am drawing a blink. (laughs) What is it? Is it something to do with the mall? I don't know. Yeah, West. Is it a mall company? I thought you knew. Galleria. Oh. It is a mall company, That may just be a coincidence. This is going to be. Westfield malls. No, this is where John List killed his family. Oh, I did not know that. It's a quite affluent little suburb. They have about 30,000 residents. Largely well-to-do families. How far is it from New York? 45 minutes. All right. Just going to say that. So a little jaunt on over to the city. 45 minutes with no traffic. Seven hours. In 2018, Bloomberg ranked it. never do that again. (laughs) What are you doing? One of Carrie's favorite podcasts, (laughs) the host, I won't say the name of the podcast, says 2011. Every single time. Every every fucking time. 2010. 2011. No, you don't say it like that. 1938. Yeah, exactly. 1989 was the yeah, fifth. I mean, and nobody would have noticed. 2000 BC. Or nobody would have no, noticed if I did it. Okay, never mind. Okay. Uh, Bloomberg ranked Westfield the 99th richest city in America. That's all. But only the 18th wealthiest in New Jersey. All those little Manhattan suburbs, right? Yeah. Or Rich as fuck. It's and pretty. It's a. It's an affluent. Area. It is very. And it's very affluent. 2014, <laughs> which <laughs> is when our events will begin. I'm a, um, I'm, a, I'm a sort of timeline. <laughs> it was named by NeighborhoodScout.com the country's 30th safest town. Neighborhood Scout is and a thing. It's 86 percent white. Oh. Marty Wadu <laughs> is often said at Sunday barbecues. Mm-hmm. Which shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Charles, more mayonnaise is often heard. <laughs> okay, the people that we're going to talk about, their names are Derek and Maria Broadus. Derek? They sound like the bad guys and get out already. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had recently closed on the sale of a six-bedroom house. The address... Which is very well known. Give it to us. Six five seven Boulevard. I know that. Okay, which I saw bugs that. Bugs the crap out of me. There's a missing word there. Yeah. Like you know any noun. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I live at thirteen thirteen Street. That just doesn't make any sense. No, it's really Westfield. Dumb. Okay, Westfield. Have you ever named that? 
Obviously, Lazy. there was a mistake was made. There was a typo. Lazy. It was hard to read the actual name of the boulevard. So someone said, you know, fuck it. Let's just skip it. No, go back, name it. We'll get, get back to us. But I guess Boulevard is one of the most desirable addresses in Westfield. We're Boulevard. gonna feel bad if it's named after Sir Andre Boulevard, the mm-hmm. French patriot. I don't think so. So anyhow, this is June 2014. They just bought the house, but they're gonna do some renovations inside before they move in. Um, Maria was actually raised in Westfield. She grew up there. Was she a jet or a shark? I do not know. And the new house was only a few blocks from her childhood home. And I think her parents still live there. That'd be weird. Yeah, yeah. that'd be weird. It would Why? be. Very small town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To live only a few blocks from your childhood yeah. home in your adulthood. Yep. Yeah. It used to be super common. I know. Used to be the what norm. was that? I'm having a malt block. <laughs> used to be super <laughs> common. <laughs> He's eating his Maltesers. They're good. Sure. It used to be very common, right? It used to be the norm that you... Yeah. When transportation wasn't nearly as advanced as it is now. Wow, what, stop being mean to Maria. I'm gonna, you townie. Holy, you're a bully. <laughs> wow. She's just a lovely lady. Derek, the husband, was 40 years old. Didn't ever say how old Maria was. He grew up in Maine. He grew up working class in Maine, as a matter of fact. He moved his way up in an insurance company in Manhattan, and he was now a senior vice president, and they were able to afford the $1.3 million house. $1.3 million. This is not the Bay Area. That's money. So $1.3 mil. Which, you, know the, you know the square footage? Uh, no, God. but it's, it's large. Six bedrooms, yeah. four bathrooms. Yeah, but what if they're really small bedrooms and basement. one of the bathrooms is half the size? I don't know what I'm saying. It looked like this a, isn't I, a real estate podcast, sir. <laughs> I, my other podcast. Yeah, is, I yeah. know. The uh, I was just wondering if I don't know what I was wondering. What's happening? The square footage of the house. Isn't no, it wasn't that. It's one of the most desirable it was, addresses. It, it, I saw. I, I did look it up on uh, Google Maps, and it does look like Zillow. it's on a pretty good piece of land yeah. too. But it's. But let's be clear. It's a normal tract home with houses around it on side, side, back, it's behind. It's not right? a tract home. Well, you know what I mean. It's it's not it, like a big a large country home. estate where no. you're way away from your neighbors. Your neighbors no, you are can see your neighbors. twenty feet from you, mm-hmm. or whatever, on the side. Yeah. Okay, that's important from what we're going to talk about, right? I think to know that your neighbors are not that far sure. away. Sure. I'm not trying to hoodwink anybody, make them think anything <laughs> different. <laughs> but you are trying to bring back words that have been out of fashion for <laughs> decades. So anyhow, on this particular evening in June, three thousand nine hundred twenty square feet. Wow, is what it is that's there a now. Big one. Yeah. It's the same home. This is just how Oh, yeah, that's true. Ago. It was only a couple years ago. I forget. Yeah. Uh, house. The house was built in 1905, though. Old Shit. house. Yeah. So, anyway, on this particular evening in June, Derek is there by himself, finishing up some painting in, in inside the house. And he goes out to the mailbox, which is probably at the street, I imagine. And Single family. Yeah. There's a, no, sorry. a plain white... What, no, Zillow describes that house as single family. Well, yeah. I guess. Well, no shit. As opposed to a duplex or a, yeah. an apartment. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's real estate. It seems though. really big for just a single, I don't know. Well, people take like up a lot families. of space that Jack they don't need. That's all I got to say. Yeah, you're right. I meant, well, I don't know. In 1905, that's a very large house. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a mansion. Hmm. Almost. A Mick, it was one of the first Mick mansions. Yeah. Ooh, um, anyway, uh, so 
as I said, Derek went to get the mail. And in the mail, there was a plain white envelope that had like thick, clunky handwriting in the address to the new owner, mm-hmm. it said. And then the note inside was typed. And it started, Dearest New Neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. Starts out nice. Very nice, what huh? The fuck was Very that? kind. I, I feel like there's going to be some brownies involved. 657 Boulevard has oh, been the subject of my family for decades now. And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s. Your grandfather was fucking weird. And my father the watched the house in the 1960s. Ditto. It watched is now my it? time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My time. It's a weird. It's a very weird thing to yeah. say. Yeah. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of mm. 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? Bugs. I will find out. Probably because bugs. I moved here? Yeah. I bought the house, dumb shit? Because I'm rich, bitch. The letter also references their Honda minivan by... Mm. Uh, Make and model. Yep. Uh, I was going to say brand or style. I can think of the word. Close enough. Breed. breed There you go. Strain. And he also referenced the workers that they had. They had some contractors in doing some uh, minor renovations. I particularly appreciate Sam's woodwork. It's quite (laughs) Now, I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. He's, so he's one of those asshole this. preservationist, nothing can ever change types, but insane. Well, the, this letter. perhaps, but it's a little hard to believe nobody on the block has updated their home since they yeah. were built in the early yeah. 1900s. I mean, that's Maybe that's just not silly. this one. Yeah, maybe he only cares about 653, mm-hmm. whatever. 657. Six, six, he's the spirit eight. of 657 Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a house it's, spirit. Ooh, it is the house. So the house it? wrote the letter. Like oh Monster God. House. Happy yes. and his grandpappy. Remember Monster House? It's like that movie. Only, the house has a father and a grandfather? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Terry. Mm-hmm. And Did it you? watched. Uh, <laughs> Aren't you? You're old enough to know how houses are made. Terry, yeah. come on now. <laughs> you want the, the talk? Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll give Terry the talk. The birds in the, the gutters. Two foundations. Houses, two houses so, like each other. Okay. <laughs> Earlier that week, they had gone to the house and chatted with some new neighbors, and they brought their kids with them. They had three little kids who were five, eight, and ten years old. Wait, the um, what's the name of the family? Broadus. The Broadus. The Broadus. The Broadus has brought their kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, five, a eight. bunch of Broadus. And they were running around the backyard with others, you know, some other kids from the neighborhood. At someone else's too. house, though, right? At their house. Oh, at their house. Okay. And so this was also included in the letter. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted and asked if there were more on the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should you should know that do if you're so well, smart, bitch. Yeah. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Okay. Better for me. Now was your was your old house too small for the growing family, or was it greed to bring me your children? Once what? I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. He's going to eat children. It's yeah. just Baphomet. the children. I think this is a Judeo-Christian demon. He went it could be straight Piper. to the eat babies route. Yeah, he did. That's that's a bit quick yep. to go to that. Very, I think you work up to that. Very extreme. At the end, welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. And then Sounds happy about things. Signed, The Watcher. The Watcher. So right away, he signs it, The Watcher. He self-names yes. immediately. The very first mm-hmm. one. Because Jack the Ripper took him a while. Yep. Nope. He did it from the beginning. It was after 10 o'clock at night 
by this time, and Derek was all alone in the house, so he got spooked. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't make good judgments. Me. No. He turned <laughs> off like all Jack. the lights inside. Turned you know, off so, all the lights? Well, yeah, so that people on the outside can't see in the house. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You don't know that old trick, Dean? No, I, I do that. I thought you turn on all the lights and then watch TV and try to distract yourself because you're scared. Because you scared yourself. Or leave. Go home. You can live there. Yeah. Yeah. And then he called the police department. An officer came to the house and he showed him the letter. And uh, here's what the very professional Westfield police officer said. What the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) Same. What else do you say? Jesus. Even if you're a police officer in Westfield. You called me away from playing Russian roulette for this (laughs) asshole? I'm going back. So he asked Derek if he had any enemies. And, uh, you know, they walked around the house and he said, you know, said, why don't you move that? There was some sort of construction equipment on the back porch. He said, bring that in the house. You, you know, want somebody to be able to like pick it up and throw it through a window oh, okay, or like something. A big wrench or something. Uh, a spanner. A power tool or something like that. Thank you. It was like a full-on mace, nail-studded baseball bag. Why do you have that, by the way? Uh, Halloween, trust me. So uh, Derek left. He went back to their old house, which is also in Westfield. I mean, they, oh, they, they already lived there, yeah. And then that same night, later that night, he emailed the previous owners, the couple who sold the house to them. Their names were John and Andrea Woods. And he wanted to know if they had any idea who the watcher could be or why they were getting these letters. And they got a response from the wife, Andrea, the next morning, and she didn't know, but she said, in fact, a few days before they moved out, they had also gotten a letter from somebody who signed it, the watcher. And she said the note was odd, and it may, it also mentioned the something about the watcher's family observing the house, but um, they had never gotten a letter like that before, and it didn't seem very threat. It wasn't threatening to them. So they just threw it away. He, was it, I mean, you probably don't know this, but was it like one of those for sale signs up there? In other words, did. No. But he must have known it was for sale. And it's well, just a few days before. Otherwise, he's not going to start writing those, those. It seems like the new person mm-hmm. is what motivated, instigated this person to start yeah. writing these letters. Yeah. Hmm. I'm guessing, but yeah, they didn't, they never had to put a sign No, out. but someone nearby. Well, Would have yeah. noticed people coming to what look at the house. Yeah, and, I was say, and yeah. if you ever so. talk to your neighbors, yeah. I mean, yeah, they could just figure it out if yeah. they're watching them that intently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Man, you know, seen a moving truck and moving pick up truck, their stuff. Boom. Well, they they hadn't moved out yet. Maybe, maybe they started. Don't I don't know. But also, rich, presumably, you know, people had come and looked at the house, and yeah, if the watcher is truly said. watching the house, they might be. Literally, saying. just said that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear. <laughs> so it doesn't count. <laughs> so the next day, they Maria went to the police station, and the previous owners also met her there to talk to a detective. Leonard Lugo is his name. Lugo. And uh, Lugo told them not to tell anyone about the letters, including the new neighbors, who, you know, most of them, Maria hadn't met yet, but now they're all suspects, basically. Them right there. Yep. So the Broadduses... That'd be an awesome move, right? Oh, God. Um, be- literally before you even move in, all your na- one of your neighbors Hates might be you. taunting you and nice. threatening you, and you don't know which one. Yep. That'd be great. Block party. <laughs> oh, believe me. So it was creepy enough that they were super concerned, 
Derek was supposed to go on a work trip and he canceled it. Um, whenever Maria took the kids to the house to do little stuff, I don't know what she was doing there, but you know, if they wandered too far away or whatever, she'd yell at them to, to, you know, come back to the house or something. Is this after one letter? Yes. Wow. After the first letter. Well, it was a really fucking creepy letter. It was. It was. And it, you know, referenced their car and their kids and their renovations. It had some detail. Yeah. We would let that, we would let uh that person watch you guys. Take him, Jesus Christ. Are you the watcher? Yeah, here. Just Yeah. Derek actually gave a tour of the renovations that they were doing to a couple who lived on the block. And the wife happened to say, It'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood. Damn. That's Ooh. awkward. That was a red flag because young blood was referenced in the letter. And their general contractor said, "What did you say just yeah. now?" Yeah, the rest of the tour was super awkward. <laughs> like it's the usual suspects. They think they're in a movie. Uh, a guys, big so heavy sign that the contractor had put into the front yard had gotten ripped out. Big deal, but yeah. still deal with it. Probably the watcher. And then two weeks later, Maria stopped by the house to look at some paint samples and get the mail, and. Letter number two. Uh oh. Had arrived. Again, before they moved in. Correct. Before they moved in. What the heck? Maria obviously immediately called the police, but here's some of what the letter said Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. He starts off nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's give him that. Mm -hmm. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what? what is in the walls yet? I smell some sarcasm. In yeah. time, they will. What's in the walls? Uh -huh. Nobody goes is in he, there looking. He's trying to make them destroy their house. Yeah. He's trying I to thought make that's what he didn't want. Uh, well, why well, would like, you say that? Like rip open the walls. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to make them rip this, open the walls. He's real hot and cold, this yeah, watcher. He yeah. He's, he's just, well, well, if he's just, <laughs> if he's not really Mr. Preservationist, but he's just fucking with them. Yeah. This makes perfect sense because... Hmm, something's in your room. Something's in your walls. Have you I found it? <laughs> Keep looking. Isn't and it's not like bees. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Very specific. People have found bees in yes. their walls. Yeah. All right. Oh, like sure. Honey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a big like wasp nest. Just like Harry jumped to the uh, Lots of bees support of the sun. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Bees. Bitch. That's a jolly thing. I People love find bees. bees all the time in their walls. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I don't think the watcher would care that much if it was just like some cute little bees. We need more bees. Jack seems fixated on bees right now. Are okay. you not? Okay. I like them. This time, the watcher actually addressed oh, the letter to Derek and Maria directly, even though he misspelled their last name. Does that ah, tell you he didn't fake know their fans. He didn't know their names for the first one. N correct. Probably. So now he's learned their names. That's the parents, right? But he spells it wrong. So he's heard their names, so he's not heard seen their, their names. Mm. Yep. It, is it, those are the parents, right? So no, it has yes. to be okay. someone like... Who's been with an earshot? Uh -huh. But not. Or see, you not know, seen the records. That's what they said. Did. No, because then they would have read it and yeah. they know how to spell it. Yeah. Right. He's oh, just, that's true. He's just heard their name spoken, like, as in, hi, I'm Derek Bradas. This true. is my wife, Maria. And. Um, well, he, he didn't use their first names, just Mr. and Mrs. Broadus. Mm, interesting. Broadus, but he, he spelled it B R A D D U S. That's it's, wrong. It's B R O A D. So they really is some broad as mm -hmm. some broad. So maybe he heard one of the contractors calling them Mr. or Mrs. Broadus. Yeah. yeah, that's possible. The letter also identified the kids by birth order and their <gasps> nicknames. 
the which fuck? which were the names that Maria would have been saying, Yelling. you know, yeah. child, come yeah. over here, yeah, child, come on. I don't know what their names child. are. It never says what Spotty, Tito, Lemuel, get the hell over here. <laughs> Banjo, Banjo well, airplane. I was going to use my kids' nicknames, but I thought people wouldn't know that. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> Smacko. I'll kill you. Wacko and Dot. Get over here. I was going to say Quinny and Rosie. Yo, who is the Animaniacs? Yeah, that's not one of our <laughs> nicknames. Oh, we should have nicknamed our kids Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. What's Obviously, wrong with Carrie, us? I argued that way back then, so not my bad. We loved the Animaniacs when we were first married. Yes, Rachel was Dot for Hall- her very first Halloween. Was, mm-hmm. They were a little out of the demographic, but that didn't stop <laughs> yeah, didn't Oh, dad, dad was literally... Videotaping uh, cartoons to watch later. Oh, All of those Disney ones. I don't like does regular TV. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Darkwing Duck. Did not ever watch. I didn't really watch that one. Yes, you did. Did not watch the reboot of Chip and Dale. Never. Haven't seen it. What about DuckTales? DuckTales, yeah. You watched that, but I didn't watch the reboot. You should watch the reboot. I've heard tales. it's very good. Whoa! Hmm. <laughs> dun, 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 tales. We Whoa. also taped X Files every Friday night. Fucking damn straight, bitches. <laughs> Just wanted to see Harry Derek Ducup, Derek David Ducup, and he say Oregon. Fuck yeah, Derek. Derek brought us Ducup. Derek. Yeah. Okay, I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. You need to stop using that. Yeah, price. that's creepy. Oh, you it. certainly say their names often. And then well, they are their children. <laughs> there you go. He's a smart one. Fun fact, you use your children's name. I don't know if you know this or not. The letter also asked about one child in um, Hello? particular. Who, was that's the word you were He had apparently seen using an easel inside an enclosed porch. Uh, it's called an Etch-A-Sketch, asshole. So. And asked, is she the artist in the family? Really? <laughs> it could have been just like handprints. Mm, you're like a young artist. No, she fucking sucks. It was some macaroni <laughs> shit. They wrote back to the watcher. Yeah. She's awful. <laughs> We're trying to discourage yeah. her. Okay, here's some more from the second letter. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years. Hold up here. So the house is now talking about itself in the third person. Yeah. Uh, arrogant much house? What are you, Bob Dole? Knock it off. That's my comic. Okay. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? See? Will the young blood play in the basement? They oh, now he's trying to make him dig up the basement. Yeah. Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Oh, my God. Yeah, that now he's getting creepy and scary. Will they sleep in the attic? Honestly, that's a little too heavy-handed. Yeah. Like, well, it's his third letter. He's trying to ratchet it up a little bit here now. I think it's like if this were in a movie, I'd be like, okay, this is the second letter or third letter. Down this is now. second letter this is to the second broadest. Second letter. Second letter. So he's trying Come to ratchet it up now. quite quickly. Yeah. So or will you all sleep on yourself. the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. I wonder if he expected an answer. You guys yeah. haven't. Are you going to answer that yet? Who is in the front bedroom? Well, I don't think he included a return address. No, he didn't. So probably not. No return address. A lot of rhetorical questions. They should have fucked with him and wrote a letter in response and pasted it to the front door for Mm -hmm. him. What do you think? Mm -hmm. In his creepy binoculars. He probably has some binoculars. Oh, he's got a And you know it's a man. I bet you, obviously. Here we go. 
all of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you well, as you move is. through the house. Mm. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. <laughs> better name for him? What? The baby monitor. Because he snuck a baby monitor Bitch. into their house. <laughs> Tell me why. I was literally <laughs> thinking that earlier. I, I was like, he idea. hacked into a baby monitor. But yep. then I remembered they don't have any babies. Yeah. But no, he hit a baby monitor. Well, before it. they moved in, he hit a baby monitor in, in the a walls. few of the rooms. That's in the walls. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's got the receiver. We I don't know how they work. It. We and got a bird box he, and paste the windows. So yeah. he, he always knows. He, so he knows nicknames. It's, it, all, it all fits. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. Yeah, that's bullshit. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. Wow. And now you are too, Braddis family. So we know he's wrong, though. Factually. Why? They didn't move because of him. Or well, not because he's implying of... that they did. Yeah, they but... could have lied to the Braddises, right? Mm. Or he's but does he not know? I mean, does he even know that they've been in contact with the former owners? He, they'd have to. They bought the house from him. So but since, since getting the letters. I yeah, but yeah. I, I, you can certainly deduce that. That's a very, very likely. Wouldn't you? Well, I'm saying, if no, you're I'm brand saying, new to a house, you'd yeah. certainly contact the producer. If I oh, were yeah. them, I'd be like, oh, I know he's lying. I talked to them. I know, but maybe he's trying to souse and descend. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. He did, maybe they did. But then did. I'd be less scared because he's stupid and he could, wrong. He, he could think, the watcher could think that the Broadduses will believe him that the words oh, are lying yeah. to them about, you know, much more serious. Yeah. Well, he's stupid and wrong. Nah. Welcome to the product of your greed. <laughs> greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard. Well, and I kind of agree with him. And now brought you to me. Well, he lives in a house on the same block, obviously. Maybe. Right? We don't know. Well, he probably. Has to. He, he has to live near. I mean, that's, that's one thing. I think you, it's got to be somebody nearby. who lives nearby. Me too. There's no way you know all that if, you, if you're driving by. I mean, it's a... It's a residential house they would notice a yeah. you know a windowless van <laughs> that's parked out there 24 7 like in every stakeout movie have a happy moving in day you know i will be watching that was the second letter that's the end of that where though like if i were them i would like hire a security like to just stand out there and be like looking <laughs> <laughs> like at every jewelry store it's like some dude yeah. making minimum wage does not want to be there looking at his phone the entire time like more just for like more if armed. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Trying to pick up underage girls. We all know yeah. what this yeah. people are like. Well, they still didn't move into the house, and they stopped bringing their kids to the house. And then several weeks later, a third letter arrived. So several weeks later, and they still haven't moved in. Yep. Jesus, well, were they supposed to have moved in? Yeah. Wow. So they're delaying their moving. Yeah. I think they they were I, yeah. I think their original plan was like a month of renovations, oh. and then they were going to move in. And they're well, and they where were they living? Their old house. Well, first their old house. Yeah, but then they're gonna they, yeah. they probably sold that. Yeah, when we get to it, I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, yeah. So okay. So uh, we're on the third letter. No. Yeah, we are. You, you third gone? letter. Oh yeah, you're right. Third letter. This would be July. You said that earlier. Okay. July 2014. Um, yeah. What's my timeline? Yep. Where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. Oh, because they haven't been around for a while. Yep. No, you are. Yeah, creep. Yeah. yeah. So, it was one of the nicest houses on the block. What? As I said. This mm -hmm. is the writer still? No, this, this is, is the letter? No, no, no. This oh, is okay. me. Just mama. Okay. okay. 
as I said, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, built in 1905. And the previous owners, the Woodses, had received multiple offers above their asking price. And um, so they initially thought that the watcher was somebody who was upset about mm. not getting the house. And uh. they got it. And they checked with the Woodses, but they told them one interested buyer had backed out because they got a bad medical diagnosis. And mm. one of the other um, real serious buyers had found a different home. And you know, already, so yeah, you know. and and it's clear that the watcher writing the letters is someone nearby for a lengthy period of time. So yeah, it makes no sense. If yeah, it doesn't. Those guys. Yep. the The letters were processed in Kearney, New Jersey. The um, post office's distribution center in northern New Jersey was about twenty miles away. But they could have been in a mailbox. I'm re- I'm assuming from a wide area, right? They could have been. Yeah, somewhere. I think so. So it, I mean, it just meant somebody was in New Jersey, not that, yeah. you know. They were necessarily in. Yeah. Could triangulate it For anywhere. For mailbox yeah. down the block. Correct. Yeah. That, the first letter that went to the Which woods would that be funny if they just watched someone put in the letter mm-hmm. to their own mailbox and just tiptoe away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first letter was postmarked June 4th. That was before the sale was public. And like I said, the woods had never put up a for sale sign. Yeah. And this was only one day before the contractors arrived. Again, speaks to, it really does solidify that the watcher lives there already. It has to be He, he lives on that block. Oh, I'm sorry. One day after the contractors Still, arrived. Still, he, li- he has to live on that block. Yeah. So he saw, so he knew they were moving because, you know, you know, the woods is removing. Every, mm-hmm. Everybody in that block knew. And he knew that the contract, and he posted a letter the day after the contact tractors were there. So... Some of the things he picked up was on that very first day. The contractors were there, yeah. and then he writes his letter that night. The Dick. renovations were mostly on the inside of the house, and the the neighbors who did live nearby said they didn't really notice any unusual commotion. And so, you know, nobody thought, "Oh, they're doing major renovations to that house." Well, yeah, but the letter didn't say you're doing major renovations. You see a work truck parked out in front of the. Of well, the house. they were pissed off because remember they talked about them. Yeah. They're ruining, ruining it. the house. I know it's meant to be. No, it's not. Yeah, creep. The detective came back out to the house. They showed him where the easel was on the porch and, you know, how it was referenced in the letters. And at that time, they noticed that it would have been hard for somebody. There was only a couple of places where somebody could see that. The front would have been hidden by um, vegetation. So somebody on the street wouldn't have been able to see her on the porch. It would have had to be somebody on the side next door Mm. or behind the house. Behind can see the porch? I guess so. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe, what? Well, it could have been, um, maybe it's like a wraparound. And so where it was, was, you know, where it wraps around. I see. To the back of the house. I see, yeah. I do see. Yeah. That's Um, creepy, though. He's hiding in the trees in the backyard. I'm just going by my Google Maps. (laughs) I I looked at it from the front, and it's it's not that screen from the, you can see the whole house from the street. On Google Maps currently, at least, you can see the whole house from the street. Well, maybe the vegetation has changed could be. since then. Could yeah. be. It could be exaggerated. I've seen the house, too, and I didn't really pay. I didn't look I at did. it for this purpose. So. I, you can see the whole front of the house. I know, but I'm trying to think of where the enclosed porch is. Not in the front of the house. Yeah, it wasn't, assuming. actually. Huh. It must be in the back. Huh. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Enclo- I, I think, yeah, because I'm looking right now, and there looks like a, like a an extension 
on the side of the house inside, that okay. looks like it probably is what they're talking about. Okay. okay. Looks like a renovation added on oh. even. But no external renovation. When Derek was chatting oh, with the neighbor who lived two doors down, um, he told the that neighbor told him about the family that lived in between their houses. Yeah. In so between. Oh. Their next door neighbor. I was like, what? They just live in a tent in the middle in <laughs> yeah. an alley? Alright. I hope no one minds. Well, the family that lived next to them, next door to them, were the Langfords. The Langfords. What a white name. Yeah. Well, Pe- you know, it's Westfield. Peggy yeah. Langford was the mom. Peggy. She was in her 90s. Oh, God. She lived there with several of her adult children who were all in their 60s. Hmm. The family was a bit odd, the neighbor told him. That's a cult. Yeah. But they like were harmless. Cult, yeah. Yeah. A mom and her kids. Multiple adult children in their 60s. You don't need that many in one home. (laughs) Yeah. They're not all having to take care of Peggy. Well, the neighbor described one of the younger siblings. Uh See, there's some very low brush there in front of the house. We can easily see over it onto the porch. So maybe it might be exaggerated. It's an enclosed porch. That's not an enclosed porch. So the enclosed porch on the right side of the house is what I think I was seeing. I mean, on the front. All right. Which we can't see in the photo because it's covered by. Yeah, tree, there are yeah. closer bushes. photos of the house. Yeah, yeah, the, all the bushes are like two or three feet, three feet high max. You don't so. know when that picture was taken. 2017. I'm making that yeah. up. Yeah, they might have clipped the bushes. <laughs> Clip your bush. Clearly, people, you know. Especially for a Zillow picture. That's uh, Google. Same anyway, thing. he described one of the younger uh, siblings. In the Langford family named Michael. Mikey. As kind of a Boo Radley character. He didn't well, work mean. and he had a weird beard. How dare you? So um, I think it'll, it'll come up later, but I might as well tell you now. He w- was schizophrenic. and But a lot of the neighbors described him as, you know, he people might be kind of taken aback by his behavior. Like walking through people's yards. It was mostly him being overly friendly. Mm. And this particular neighbor said, he brings me a newspaper every day. Mm. I mean, he's a nice, you know, he's nice. He tramples my flowers, but he does bring the paper. (laughs) Well, Derek thought, oh, the case is solved. We know who did it. Because that house would have a direct line of sight. To the porch to see the easel. This is the Whoopsie. Langfords. The right? Langfords. The family had lived there since the 1960s mm. when the watcher's father oh. had supposedly begun observing the house, right? Even though the grandfather should have been in there somewhere, but who knows? Michael's father, Peggy's husband, Richard, had died 12 years earlier. So. The current watcher said, you know, he's been on the job for the better part of the last two decades. Yeah. It's 12 years, the better part of two decades. I don't well, know. Let's not take uh, it too uh, literal. No. Well, you know. He's wrong and a liar <laughs> yeah. and stupid. He was rounding, rounding error. He was rounding up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Broadduses thought, aha, we've solved it. Let's go tell the police. <gasps> Detective Lugo said, yeah, I already know about him. I've already interviewed Michael. I, you know, brought him in for an interview a week after you got the first letter. He brought me flowers, by the way. I, I noticed you didn't, <laughs> Derek. Hell, but that's oh, fine. Hell. That's fine, Derek. Don't worry about it. And when he brought him in for an interview, Michael obviously denied knowing anything about the letters. But apparently the detective said that 
the narrative of Michael's story that, or, you know, what he was saying, the things that he was saying when Detective Lugo interviewed him, it kind of matched the things, some of the things mentioned in the letters, but, you know, it wasn't, they didn't have any hard evidence that it was him. And so basically he said, unless he admits to it, there's really not a whole lot we can do. He said he didn't do it. Well, what? They could get, well, I guess, was he clearly discovered? Oh, he was typed. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have to stake out. Well, they had, the address was written out. Yeah. The the envelope was written. Get some, maybe get DNA off the envelope or maybe get, uh, do type. uh, We'll get there. Writing. Like handwriting stuff. Handwriting analysis. analysis. Yeah. Well, after the second letter, Derek was super upset. He said, this person attacked my family and where I'm from, if you do that, you get your ass beat. Where okay. you're from, okay. Maine. Maine. Yeah. <laughs> in Maine, kick I your ass, goddammit. it. But he was frustrated, and I, I understand Absolutely. that. Mm-hmm. So they started, but did he really say the words ass beat? Yeah. Okay, because that's... All no, right. I'm sorry, Maine, so, the toughest yeah. hood. <laughs> Working class Maine, though. Yeah, okay. He wore uh, Pendleton. <laughs> so, a lot of fishing, and it's some tough yeah. work. Yeah, right it is. Derek became obsessed. He set up webcams. And spent nights crouched in the dark in the house. Derek sounds like he's having an issue. He made well, a map. Yeah. yeah, he made a map displaying when each of the neighbors moved in. The Langfords were the only ones who had been there since the '60s, with overlays marking possible sight lines for the easel mm-hmm. and a circle for approximate range of earshot. Oh my god! To estimate, you know, who could have, you know, how close somebody would have had to be to hear Maria yelling the kids' names. And only a few homes fit both of those criteria, the eyesight for the easel and the earshot. The the problem with that, though, is that he's relying on kind of one critical thing, right? The the, the visual of the evil, right? Yeah. It's not impossible that walking around maybe not the front but uh, yes. the person could be walking around and seeing the easel yeah. thing and then calm down dude it could be somebody six seven houses away yeah or, or could be walking around behind. you know someone who just walks around the neighborhood once in a while they yep. heard they heard they him. have a dog sure so they look sure so what? they look well someone who <laughs> they have you know, a dog walking around is not gonna look <laughs> suspicious you true. right mm-hmm. true yeah that person's always walking around my yeah. house and it's like but they have to walk <laughs> their dog <laughs> fucker and they live in the neighborhood what? well they 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 did turn to some experts. So those of you who said they would you would hire people, they hired a private investigator who staked out the neighborhood and ran background checks on the Langfords, but didn't find anything. <laughs> he's a sleeping bag and goes in people's porches one by one. Hi. <laughs> uh, Derek also reached out to a former FBI agent who was actually the inspiration for Clarice Starling. Why oh, hi? From the Silence of the Land. Did she like Fava Bean? They were and a nice Chianti. High, on a high school board of trustees together. Oh, lovely. And then he hired uh, Robert Lenahan, who was another former FBI agent, to conduct a threat assessment. Hmm. That guy recognized several old-fashioned mannerisms in the letters that he thought meant it was an older writer. Like the wood hoodwinked? The no. wood. The oh, word. Barbara Walters. The fact that it was addressed to M slash M Broadus or Bradus. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. That's an oldie way to do that. Uh The salutations included the day's weather, 
which really? I don't mm. like warm and humid. Sunny. Good morning, Wednesday morning, humid. <laughs> yep. Wind so chill. He's a meteorologist. An old thing. Real feel. Fifty-eight. Sunny and cool mm. for a summer day. That's the other one. Um, and here's cool. one that the sentences had double spaces between them. I do, do that still. I do that mm. still. Do you guys do that? Oh wait, yeah, no, I definitely do that. Wait, you mean when you're typing, you hit the space bar twice? No, you you have yes. it. Yes. You hit this. It's as a computer, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. It's not a typewriter. It's, it's a computer. Yeah. So you don't hit it twice. You have it just double spaced on your word or whatever, as opposed to single space. Are you, you telling me it's a typewriter? Does your word does that automatically for you? Are you talking does about what? how far apart the lines yeah, are? Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Because that's what a I'm bitch talking is about. Confused. In between sentences, when you end yeah, a sentence, period, space, yes. space. That's oh, a, no, I do single space. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do double space, but yeah, you're right. That is a little bit old fashioned. I don't. Most people don't anymore. Well, most people are wrong. You're supposed to do two spaces after. It's called a convention, Carrie, and the convention is changing. Well, you old people. She's angry. What? I'm Uh, I'm adaptable. I can handle either way. Your papers look longer. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually lazy. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, they just go 14 font. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you wrote (laughs) 17 pages. Impressive. Okay. He also said the letters had a certain literary panache, panache. Which, which suggested the person was a voracious reader. And also there was no profanity, even though they were very angry letters. Uh, probably a big H.P. Lovecraft fan, I'm going to assume. Well, probably racist. Do you know what H.P. Lovecraft named his cat? Yes, what? we know. Oh, I do know. I told you. I don't know. It's, uh, you the know N-word. Know. Super oh. racist. Straight up just the just N-word. straight up the N-word. <laughs> wow. not, even, not even a uh, boy at the end or a man no, or yeah. a kitty. No. Oh, it was? Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. N-word well, man. Yeah. Like that makes it Hard any R. better. Classy Hard guy. R. Classy guy. Hmm. Oh, my God. That's not okay. Yeah. Um, but so they thought that the... He's the Ralph Northam of... I was just going to say, where's the North <laughs> Science Fiction writers? They thought the lack of profanity meant he was a less macho kind of guy. Well, he's old. Not oh, right my God. Yeah. He's just someone who didn't use profanity. That's uh-huh. all. It could be yeah. because he's religious. Or, or he's old. Because I'm not macho at all, but yeah, everything right. I do is laced right. with yeah. multiple profanities. It is. Mom, it is. I'm super macho. Are you kidding me? Does that mean I'm macho? In my speech. Ha. I swear way too much. She does. She's got a nice filthy sailor's mouth. I don't <laughs> you, know. You kind of, you, out of this whole family, you swear by far the least. That's a low hurdle. Well, yeah. That is a low hurdle. I don't she, think that's true. I really? Yeah. She's, she's got a filthy, filthy mouth. Are you kidding? Have you, you know what? Filthy. I think you guys tune out. My F bombs. Yeah. No. Because no. <laughs> she, she, she just said it right now. Did you notice it? Yeah, because, <laughs> but we all cuss a lot, way too yeah. much for and normal human beings. True. Hmm. It's true. Which is, it's hilarious that I work which in an environment where you're not allowed to swear at all. It's very huh. strange. Okay. Well, Carrie's <laughs> still like pretending to be interested. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to find her place in her notes. Uh, right I know exactly where I am. Interesting. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to say this or okay. or skip it. I'm or not. Gonna say it. Is it the F word? He, Lenahan, the FBI guy, didn't think that the guy was likely to act on the threats, but that the letters had enough typos and errors, like spelling errors and stuff, to imply a certain eroticism. Whatever. Eroticism. Eroticism. You say? Do you mean eroticism? No. Yeah. What? What are you erratic. saying? Erratic. Oh, erratic. You can hear a moan eroticism. in between sentences. Erratic. It is a yeah, word. It is. I think it's erratic. Yeah, like he's drunk as fuck, bitch. Heesh. Well, you got spell check on, so it's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> like he dated the first Just letter carefully. He dated the first letter Tuesday, June fourth, but yeah. that was actually a Wednesday. Fucking, Fucking idiot. Very erratic. Pretty erratic. 
Um, or just the wrong word. And that he's, you know, his anger seemed to be directed at the wealthy. You know, he had a problem with greedy Poor people, people problems. to move into a house. As he lives. As he lives, probably in the same Then again, they block. bought the house in 1960. And so, um, you know, you so don't have to be rich to live there anymore. Yeah, well, bucks. we'll get into the economic history of, of the house. Um, no, I'm talking about where the watcher lives. Oh, I If it's the Langfords, they bought it in 1960, so. They don't have to be Correct. rich But anymore. also, like you said earlier, we don't really have to believe anything the watcher says no, at all. That's true. Like It's more likely that it's all a No, lie. no, no. I think there's there's something motivating this person. And But like the my dad my dad's been watching it. Yeah, well, obviously we've that's been watching bullshit. it since the 20s, and I've been yeah. here since the 60s. No, it but, might not be. But that is someone who, you know, hates change and is yeah. one of those real don't do anything different in my neighborhood. We know the types because we know someone that one of those persons like that very well. And everything anyone does around him in his neighborhood pisses him off. I, so I, I absolutely know that type. This, this watcher appears to be well, someone yeah, like that. Well, yeah, but then like I they have said, nothing better to do. certainly other God. houses in the neighborhood have been bought and sold and yeah, renovated. It's, it's not, yeah, he's and pissed didn't get off every time. But didn't know, but but did he just send letters so, until now? That's, yeah, I mean. There's okay. no method to the madness. Yeah. He's probably just a creepy dick. He just read he a... He just started cocaine. Yes. Yeah, PCP. Mm. Oh, no, no. Uh, a joint laced with cocaine. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> like the Israelis do it. No, like the oh. rest. Here's, a, here's yeah. another oh, wait, snippet yeah. from a letter. The house is crying from all the pain it is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its history. See, he's definitely one of those preservationist type of weirdos. He put an apostrophe in it. Oh, it cries for the past. about that right now. And what used to be in the time, and what used to be in the time, yeah, probably what it used to be in the time when I roamed its halls, the 1960s were a you good know, time. Bad, I mean, it's a big yeah. house that roamed its halls. It's not like a castle. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard when I ran from room to room, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. That implies he was a kid then, yeah. and the in and between. He didn't live there. He didn't live there, and in between owners or in between residents, he was somehow able to run around inside of it. Like, or maybe he was friends with the residents. Or, yeah, you're right. or there he was a time son of a worker. Exactly, son of a housekeeper. Yeah. Uh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Made in Manhattan. The house, Lopez. <laughs> the house was full of life and young blood. Then he it got old, and so did my father. He's a but pedophile he, vampire. But he kept watching until the day he died, and now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Then okay, if but if it's if it's the son of a of an old servant or something like that, they don't live in that neighborhood now, and the watcher clearly does. Or the watcher is an aging butler or something like that in the neighborhood now, and he's yeah, not. Yeah, these aren't butler houses. Exactly, well. that's what yeah. I mean. So it's not, it has nothing to do with servants in the past. Yeah. That's a that's a well because of this. The FBI guy did recommend looking into former housekeepers yeah, not. and their descendants, but because they thought, you know, maybe they were jealous that the Broadduses could buy a home that they couldn't afford. But yeah, I think it's a real flimsy, flimsy connection. That didn't go anywhere. The focus still remained on the Langfords, the next door neighbors. In conjunction with the police, they worked together on this. The Derek and Maria sent a letter to the Langfords announcing their plans to tear down the house. <gasps> They just hear a scream from the <laughs> next door. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's them. They didn't plan to tear <laughs> down the house. That'd be a good way to fucking smoke them out. That yeah. Would be. I'm going to paint it neon green, fuckers. They come running from next door. <laughs> don't with do it, don't do it, don't do it. Well, no. that was the plan. Literally, they did nothing. Mm. The Langfords did nothing. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. man. Good yeah. for you. Why are you telling us about that shit? Yeah. 
So Detective Lugo brought Michael Langford Great. back in again for another interview. Didn't go anywhere. Did he and get more flowers? No. I'm assuming. No. And then the sister Abby got upset and accused the police of harassing their family. Eventually, Derek and Maria hired a lawyer who met with several members of the Langford family and their attorney to show them the letters and photos to show them how, you know, their house could be only one of a couple. And his crazy ass diagrams where they could and see it. sound <laughs> bubbles and shit like that. And, and they, y'all yes. are a little weird and creepy culty. Uh, the weirdest guy in the block is maybe you now, Derek. Okay. And uh, as you would assume that meeting got a little bit tense and <laughs> the Langfords insisted. Here's why we are still suspicious of you. <laughs> Good day. Exactly. Actually, I heard it was too tense. A teepee and a wigwam. All in favor of voting dad off the fucking podcast, <laughs> say aye. <laughs> Derek and Maria started having bad dreams. Oh, no. No, they haven't already. That was Derek, the crack cocaine. Yeah, Derek was dreaming about, you know, what he would do, like conversations with the Langfords oh, and well, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, he's been main. And Maria <laughs> was having dreams about, you know, bad people coming to harm her children. A little different. Yeah, she paranoid well, bitch. Yeah. No, his is weird. His is a little creepy, violent well, fantasy. Yeah. But like, like hers is more like I want to just protect myself mm-hmm, and my yeah. children. And Maria, Stupid you know, would bitch. go through her daily life since they still lived in Westfield. You know, wherever she'd go, she'd be looking at people that you know yeah. that could be him. That could be him. And um, fuck you. Yeah, I think that's what he wanted though. And yeah. almost certainly, yeah. she'd anybody that looked strangely at her, or her kids. You know, she'd be suspicious of him and then spend hours Googling people. Ah, okay, they're see? getting yeah. disturbed. Well, well yeah, how do you expect? Working. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Exactly. I don't know what else, how else you would react as a human. I would just not move there. What the fuck? Well, they spent $1.35 yeah, million dollars on the house, mm-hmm. which they're still paying the mortgage for. They're oh, yeah, still paying true. property taxes for, which are like $22,000 a year. Ooh, shit. Yeah. yeah. New Jersey has really high property yes. The police assumed, you know, they really believed it was Michael Langford also. And they had assured the Broadduses after the first interview with them, you won't be getting any more letters. Well, then, of course, they did. And they thought, why would he do that? That was really dumb, you know, to write more letters. Or was it really smart mm. to throw people off his trail? Mm. It didn't because everybody still suspected him. Yeah. But, but still, they there were the rest of the neighbors that they had to consider as possible suspects. And the private investigator that they um, hired found two child sex offenders within a few blocks. But I'm sure the police already, you know, checked those people. No one did a red dot search before that? No. It's a blue dot. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Uh, they're color-coded, I think. Oh, oh really? Based, I've always seen blue dots. Based on the conviction. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Scary. Blue dot means whoa, super sex offender. Yeah, I just remember walking through our neighborhood one day and passing by this guy in a wheelchair, and the mom like whispers yeah. to me, "That's a registered sex offender that I saw on <laughs> Megan's Law website." And I was wow. like, "Okay, oh my God." And my how child was eight. Was well, because they have pictures. Weird. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, on the website, you need to know who it of is. His mugshot. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Did she say it like that? That's a registered sex offender. Well, she said it whisper. She didn't want Smiling anyone else away. to hear but me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> she screamed, hey, pedo, go back in your house. Yeah. Kicked him in the throat. Yeah. Damn. 
Well, he, he was, was obviously old and and in a wheelchair, firm. Probably not much of a threat anymore, but still, still she lived under an overpass. Hmm. Um, <laughs> the house painter told them that he noticed something strange. The couple who lived in the house behind—that's what I was saying earlier. It might house, be behind them, which yeah, would be sure. the other yeah. one that could see the the porch and the easel they kept a pair of lawn chairs strangely close to the broadest's property and so there's no we're from california so we have these things called fences america yeah i don't think so this is no fences it doesn't look like it on the photos i I don't understand it's baffling to me it just seems like that you just look at the back of someone else's house you go into your backyard and you're like hey how can you nude somebody you can't nude someday. You really can't. Or how could you just like, I don't know, ever be secure and not anxious that how someone's going to come well, running dogs. up to your back? Yeah, your dog. Do you yeah. Do you have to keep them chained up. Take your dogs. Hey, rest of America, get some fucking fences. Yeah, what the fuck? Right. I feel like a lot of America Jesus. has them. Yeah. Right. Those, the, well, the Midwest, yeah, Mid-Atlantic, East, the, a lot of those houses don't have it. And I'm, I'm trying to tell, I'm trying begging them to get them. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Well, and then he said one day he looked out the the house painter looked out the window and he saw this older guy was sitting in one of the lawn chairs but it was odd to him he wasn't facing his house he was facing their house yeah that yeah, is creepy that is, yeah you know he could be just one of those guys that likes looking at workers oh, but that doesn't make it that's not, not creepy yeah. creepy I'm confused <laughs> I don't know. Nobody likes, likes to just to turn be the watched. fucking tables. <laughs> Especially by an old man. Ow! Looking good. Yeah. <laughs> so by now we're at the end of 2014. It's been six months. The investigation basically stalled. There's no trail, no fingerprints, no way to put somebody at the scene of any crime, you know, like with the postal service or anything. And they could have come from anybody. They didn't know what to do. Derek showed the letters to his priest. Okay. Who came to bless the house? That's you lost me there. They, um, or if you're desperate, part of their their renovations included a new security system. So ring doorbell system. Yeah, that and everything Sponsor. was done within a few months. But they were still too afraid to move in, so they didn't. Good lord, man. Honestly, yeah. I would move in and just test the bitch. Yeah, just yeah. see, just call the bluff. What's he gonna do? Are you actually going to do something? Most likely, it's one of you against six of us, or however yeah. many there are. Always going to kidnap the kids. Take a shot. Take a chance. Yeah. You know, you, won't, you never know until me. you find out. Well, Derek did price out trained German shepherds and posted a job on a website for military veterans. Quote: All you have to do is work out in the backyard every day. I'll be watching you. <laughs> oh my god! Shirts off to that old man next door. I'll owe you up Jesus in the morning, Christ, and uh, that old man next door is going to think he's inviting him over this for is like fantastic. a sex party. <laughs> the best things ever happened to me. Hilarious. He bought a couple of German shepherds, let them go because they had no fences. Yeah. They simply ran away. Well, here's another snippet. 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't Whoa. understand why. What spell did you cast on it? Uh-oh. It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. I am in charge it's of frenemy. 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. Something happened. Yep. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657. Uh, so they haven't moved in, right? 
Correct. Is that what he means by it's being mean yes. to me? Uh, okay. Six five seven needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. So okay. So he wants. Okay. If you wanted to move in, shit for brains. Mm-hmm. Don't Stop terrorizing them. Right. Uh, write friendly anonymous letters if that's a thing. No. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in six five seven Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. He realized he overdid it. He wanted them not to renovate. He went a little too far. <laughs> yeah. Now he's trying to coax them back. Mm-hmm. I really hate this person. So they, I, I you know really what? hate I them. Him. I respect him as a, as a professional. <laughs> yeah. So they had sold their house. I which, respect yeah. their you know, metal. I'm sure it was on the market. Uh, so they had to move out of it. Yeah. So they moved in with Maria's parents. And Derek was particularly peeved about this because he still had to, you know, like get up real early, go shovel the, wa- you know, shovel... New, You'd have to do that in house. your own house, yeah, bitch. Why would you, do, you didn't live there? Why do you have to go do that? I don't know. He still had to maintain it and stuff. Well, don't. They it's on you, buddy. started fighting constantly and started taking medication to help them sleep. Maria started seeing a therapist who diagnosed her with PTSD. Which, from wait, from the letters? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they the PTSD said... PTSD from some, from some creepy letters? Trauma. Being stalked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he has some light stalking. Oh, yeah, Yikes. Um, more, uh, and I'm so glad you're not a mental health professional. Instead well, of probably if you were, you might be like, like that. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Probably wouldn't go away until they sold the house. Yeah. Damn. So this was about six months after the letter started arriving. They decided to sell the house. So they bought it for $1.355, I think. And so they first listed it. For one million four hundred ninety-five thousand, because of the renovations and the improvements that they had done. A little greedy when you're a motivated seller. Yeah, well, but well, they had spent a lot of money on. Yeah, well, come on. But because of the gossip swirling around about why it was empty, they were having a hard time getting a buyer. They sent a partial disclosure mentioning the letters to interested buyers and told their realtor that they would show the full letters to anyone whose offer was accepted because they said uh, they couldn't live with themselves if yeah. somebody else bought the house and then was as tormented as they were. Well, also, I, I'm, I don't know what the disclosure laws are in New Jersey, but this has yeah. to be a disclosure item. You're getting threatening letters? That has to be. Uh, it yeah. should. If not, y'all crazy. I mean, I mean usually, often it's something that happened on the premises, so maybe it's yeah. not. It's not. Yeah. But this is so well known that someone would probably have a case... Even if it's not legally disclosure item, I would yeah. think. You look up 657 Boulevard, yeah. Westfield, well, yeah. New Jersey, you're already... going to find this it's story. A, it's a pretty no. big story, right? No. Really? No, I thought it was. No, or, well, but now it we... But gossip was swirling about, well, about uh, why it was empty. Uh, uh, and that gossip uh, was, oh, they're getting a divorce. Oh, they're... It was about uh, the family. It wasn't uh, about the house. Paradise for these people we don't know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, several bids Jeez. came in, but they were well below the asking price. And they, at that point, weren't ready to lose so much money. Um, and they only wanted to share the letters with, you know, very serious buyers. So nobody ever got that far. A month later, I think. Where were we right now? Uh, Six months Yeah, back. A month later, uh, they reduced it to $100,000. And, you know... Nobody got, you know, they didn't get serious offers. Their realtor told them they were being too honest and that they didn't have to disclose the letters. Oh, so maybe they didn't have to. Yeah. They decided that 
they were going to blame the Woodses. Really? Yes. So now they're just being dicks. The Woodses, they were both retired scientists, and they said that they remembered the letter wasn't very threatening. It was strange, and it was basically thanking them for taking care of the house. And they never had any issues. They never felt watched. And and they said we rarely even locked our doors. And it's so. also uh, as non if if what if the letters that the viruses are getting is non disclosure, then obviously the Woods single Correct. less threatening letter is nowhere near disclosure. So they have right. no case. They were so desperate. Now just jerks. By this time, it's a year after the, they got the first letter. So on June second, they filed a legal complaint against the Woodses, arguing that they should have disclosed the letter. Now you've made yourself the bad guys here. Yes, like, yeah. But they've this, lost their sympath. They've lost the sympathetic in the movie version. They've now become much less sympathetic. Well, yeah. and this backfired big time on them because that's how the media got wind of yeah, the story. I was about to say now it's public record. Yep, mm-hmm. and they hadn't wanted to go public with it because their kids still didn't know about mm-hmm. the letters. So what were they telling the kids this whole time? I don't know what they were. Hey, telling kids, the kids, there's no letters, but let's not move into that house. Yeah. yeah. They're five, eight, and ten. They're stupid. You could, you could pull if I were ten years kids. old and you guys were moving and went through all that hullabaloo and then all of a sudden for a month just nothing and then we're living at grandma's. Well, so when you I can would make up a story. Like, the basement got. I mean, they stopped taking the kids over there. The basement got true. flooded. The roof yeah. collapsed. There's, I mean, there's an Indian burial ground. Just we're not what moving there, kids. Shut the fuck up. I guess. So wait, when for what's a month, your name? For a year. When what's your name was painting on the easel. On the side porch or whatever the hell that was, what was what was going on there? They weren't living there. No, they that was early on. But she was going. She went over there to look at paint samples or something. And brought the kid to go paint on the easel. Well, when you Is have it, three kids, and yeah, what do you do? Yeah, you, you leave your five year old at home. I I might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they got over three hundred media requests. Damn. And they were hounded. Right after that, so they decided to escape to their friend's beach house. Um, that didn't go well because then the dad had a, or the father of the husband had a heart attack and the friend who owned the beach house had a grand mal seizure or something Jesus like that. Yeah. And somebody was, one of the man, family members was eating his peanut butter that he said, <laughs> you cannot eat that peanut butter. He's pretty clear about it. Mm-hmm. So they decided they better tell the kids. So they told the kids. <laughs> okay, that's not a reason to tell the kids, by the way. But. Well, but the, at, it, there was a much more turmoil and there yeah. were oh. news vans following, the, you know. Okay. So, yeah, I just make they had to tell up. the kids something. Mommy's an astronaut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Media is very interested <laughs> yes. in her. So, of course, Reddit sleuths got a hold of the story, God. too, and came up with all kinds of theories. A jilted mistress, a spurned realtor, a local high schooler's creative writing project, no. guerrilla marketing for a horror movie, no. and mall goths having fun. What? None of those yes. things are true because none of those people would have had the information that the writer no, had. I mean, it's reddit um, <laughs> it's just right. But so, expect stupidity. Also, now all the neighbors on Boulevard Boulevard uh, found out about it because most people didn't know about it. Only like the few people that they had talked to about it, and so you know, people became worried. Like, what are these threatening letters going on in our neighborhood? And the police assured people that, you know, they had done an, an exhaustive investigation and that nobody had to worry about anything. But the neighbors thought, well, that's weird. How, how thorough of an investigation could it have been? The cops never talked to me, you know, and mm-hmm. I live across the street or I live yeah. whatever. So um, they thought it was weird that they didn't talk to all of the neighbors. 
Sounds as thorough as the Kavanaugh investigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it became a thing, like, with people, you know, several neighbors writing a letter to the local paper. And, you know, I think the guy who owns the paper got a little bit involved, and he's not a big fan of the Broadduses. So, um... He knew the woods. It became a national story and got attention. I think, like, the Today Show did a story on it and stuff like that. Hmm. So, the did West... Did those drunken women talk to him? No. They, uh, what's the name again? Tamron Hall. I don't know how that is. I just know not one of the drunken ones. They're not on the Today Show. A detective, a a veteran detective. I don't know if that meant he was retired or just an old guy. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, for the Westfield Police, they asked him to look at the case. His name was Baron Chambliss. I'm gonna say retired. Yeah, he thought that the Broadduses were victims, and he didn't think they got the support they needed. (laughs) Oh, he has since retired, so he was still Uh, working there at the time. So you can both be right. The Broadduses are victims, but, you know, they probably did alienate some folks, it sounds like. Doesn't it? Um, no? The Langfords. Yeah, I suppose. Those are the only ones that they accused of anything. The, well, and the Woodses. Yeah. The previous that was a owners. Move. Yeah. So, so, so for a lot of people, you said that's when it became a national issue, right? So the first anybody hears about it is in the context of they they're suing this poor retired couple yeah. for something they have absolutely no business being sued for. That's a mm-hmm. immediately you're portrayed yeah. as an asshole. Yes. Well, so as this detective Chambliss looked into the case, he found out that in, um, the investigators uh, could, well, you know what? I don't know if that's true. I don't know if they had already done this or they did this after Chambliss got involved, but they did a DNA analysis on one of the envelopes and determined that the DNA belonged to a woman. A woman? Yes. Did she like cool hip? So he looked more closely at Abby Langford, Michael's sister, mm-hmm. who was a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was pissed off that she didn't get the commission on the house next door. So they can but do DNA. Yeah, no, you don't. You no, know, you're not going. That's no, stupid. You're not. Um, you're not going to. I'm, I'm sorry. You can tell from DNA gender and just gender. What do you mean, just gender? Well, they, they all they know is a woman. Can well, they? Can yeah, they know ethnicity? I mean, name. I don't know. <laughs> What? I don't know. I didn't know you could do that from, from DNA. Just if you have nothing to match it against, right? All you have is uh-huh. a single DNA sample. You can tell gender. It must be other things you can tell, right? Well, yeah, because you can tell blood types sometimes. Yeah. Okay, then. I so mean, they would know that more than just this person is a woman. Yes. Well, probably not on the law enforcement DNA analysis to find out, like, you mean like <clears throat> what... Uh, Ancestry.com does uh, yeah, and tells anything, you where you're from. Anything more than gender. Well, because that takes the database of yeah of known DNA from somebody from Italy and somebody from you know this part of the world. Okay, but to still, compare it against. I didn't know that you can literally just say, okay, this DNA is from a woman. This is from a man. Yeah, you can. Hmm. But Abby Langford also worked at the local Lord and Taylor, whatever that is, and it's a retail. They coordinated. Is it not a grocery? Maybe it's a fancy wine and cheese store maybe i know i'm just not gonna tell you <laughs> anyway um maybe he coordinated with a security guard there to uh take her plastic water bottle uh, and uh, get her dna and she was not a match they also tested andrea woods not a match they also tested maria not a match uh-oh because a lot of people thought they did it they did it to themselves 
they were doing it. So wait, so she did work, but just to head back, she worked at Lord & Taylor's, which, as you all know, is a designer clothing, shoe, handbags, and accessory store um, <laughs> that we all knew. Go ahead. Okay. So anyhow, they had no suspect yet again. And so they went around walking uh, the block with a picture of the watcher's handwritten envelope checking with all the neighbors to see if anybody might recognize the handwriting from like a Christmas card or something like that. And they hired a security firm to look for handwriting matches. Nobody found anything. Mm. Mm. They hired Mm. a renowned forensic linguist and who also happens to be a former member of the band Sha Na Na. Oh my God. (laughs) His name was Robert Leonard. He didn't find any noteworthy overlap when he scoured online forums looking for, you know, similarities to his writing. And then Derek persuaded a friend who worked in tech to connect him with a hacker willing to try breaking into the Wi-Fi networks in the neighborhood to look for incriminating, incriminating documents. But (laughs) they, they decided not to do that because that was illegal (laughs) and turned out it's more difficult than it looks in the movies and on TV. (laughs) They asked him to present his report in the form of a doo-wop song like our last guy did. (laughs) He said no. So the police basically said, you know, we're done. There's nothing that we can do at this point. Oh, but they did find out. This was still a year later. Another family revealed, because they just found out about all the letters, right? The whole neighborhood didn't know about it. They said they had actually gotten a letter from somebody call, calling themselves the Watcher. and But they said they had lived in their house for years, and their kids were grown. And so they viewed the letter just like the Woodses did, and they threw it away. Ah. There's a, a bug flying behind us the size of a pterodactyl. <laughs> I think I stunned it. I remember it's dead, dead. It's oh, there's on the ground. Uh, no, oh, Jesus. Well, I'm gonna make sure it doesn't fly away. So everything basically died down at this point. Some people theorize, like I just said, the Broadduses sent the letters to themselves because they had buyer's remorse, or they realized mm-hmm. that they really couldn't afford this home, and they they concocted this elaborate scheme to get out of the sale. Which destroyed any chance they had of selling it. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so they're, no. yeah, they're not that dumb. Or that it was some um, kind of insurance fraud. But yeah, You know, uh, you would you know, think something like Amityville type scam. Movie deal. Yeah, movie book deal kind of a thing. Uh, they had received several offers for a movie deal. They turned them down. And Lifetime, the Lifetime channel, actually did do a movie called The Watcher. Really? Based on their story, I missed that. Huh? They yeah. did send them a cease and desist letter, but Lifetime eventually released the movie anyway, saying it that fuck you. Well, <laughs> the Bordises, because the couple in this movie was biracial, and the letters were signed the Raven. Uh, but they called it the Watcher. Oh, God. But the letters were from the Raven. That's so very anyway. terrible. Of them. That's like troll. Was that that horrible movie? Troll 2. Troll 2 that has no trolls. <laughs> yeah. Whatsoever. If goblins called no bugs. Let's <laughs> call it Troll 2. People also thought it was suspicious that in the previous 10 years before buying that house, the Broadduses had upgraded from a $315,000 house hmm. to, a, to a $770,000 house to the $1.3 million house. Yeesh. And I read in some places that they refinanced 
one of the houses said they refinanced a house once a year like for 10 or 10 times in 12 years or something like that which doesn't sound even possible and you know the primary concern of the neighbors was that they were worried about their property values going down and a stigma in the neighborhood so basically the Broadduses were outcasts in the neighborhood people were bad-mouthing them on Facebook and stuff like that Derek wanted to leave Westfield altogether but Maria did not want to you know that's where they had lived for a very long time and she didn't want to uproot the kids so two years after everything started they borrowed money from family members to buy a second house in westfield but they used an llc to keep it the location private so nobody knows where they live now (laughs) in the same small town um and a judge dismissed their lawsuit against the woodses good so they didn't get anything so they decided to rent the house and in the spring of 2016 they put the house back on the market this time 1.25 million Mm, it's less now losing more money they had a well-attended open house and again they researched every person who signed in and compared their handwriting to the watchers but every time a potential buyer showed interest and they met with a lawyer to read the letters they backed out Hmm. so um derek said there was some cocky guy from staten island who said fuck it i'm gonna get a house at a discount and then he read the letters and they never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Staten Island snowflake. Mm-hmm. So they were out of options. A real estate lawyer came up with an idea to sell the house to a developer who could tear down the house and then split the property into two sellable homes. That will cause the watch's head to explode. Exactly. Yeah. But apparently that's been done in the neighborhood. It's not a novel idea. So And they figured they could get a million dollars for the lot. They're still losing a lot of money, but and like I said, this is common in the, in the neighborhood, but many of the locals hate it, obviously. Yeah. But they would have to get the planning boards okay on a exception because there was like a minimum lot size, and it would be barely short of it. Even though they had granted those variances in the past, they denied it to the woods unanimously. So. Not long after that, they were able to find a family who was willing to rent the house. They told the renter about the letters, and the he the renter had grown children and two big dogs, so they weren't very worried. But they did have a clause in their lease that said if another letter came, they could they could move out. Huh. They could break the lease. Oof. Two weeks later, the renters got a letter. Uh oh. Violent winds and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. This letter was dated February 13th, 2017. You wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me, one of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. So anyway, oh, and here's, this was the, the worst part. Maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet, loved ones suddenly die, planes and cars and bicycles crash, bones break. So he's writing this to the renter or to the Broadduses? Yeah, I mean, I guess to to the renter because he references Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. Huh. So, you know, they take the letter to the police and, you know, they assume that it's within 300, uh, 300 yard diameter, whatever. Derek thinks it's one of 10 houses. 
They October of that year, 2017, they put the house back on the market. 1.1 million. Jeez. Yep. And this actually should be appreciating during this period. Exactly. It's now 1.03. Yeah. Right now? When I, yeah, Seriously? When I just looked it up. Really? Yeah. They have a new tenant there, but the rent doesn't cover the mortgage, so they're still wow. spending money on it. The kids get teased at school and, Aww. you know. Okay. Here's what I was going to... Oh, wait a second. Um, they're hoping that after a few years, everything will have died down and maybe the watcher will die. Who knows? Sure. Well, and, thanks to this podcast, it's going to gin up the interest <laughs> yeah. again. Sorry about and that. And they'll You're be welcome. able to sell it, but... Oh, and here's the thing. The Watcher was no longer the only person person sending anonymous letters in Westfield. What? Christmas Eve 2017, several families received an envelope in their mailboxes. They were hand-delivered to the homes of the people who had been the most vocal in criticizing the Broadduses online. Oh my God, Derek and Maria are writing letters. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the people had written on Facebook, I wish we could go back to the days of tar and feathers. I have just the couple in mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. So these were snotty people. Yeah. Derek admitted he wrote the letters. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. So they fucking deserved it, too. Look, they're snotty my... people, but yeah. Derek, come on, buddy. Yeah. I guess the, the letters included several stories about recent acts of domestic terrorism in which signs of brewing mental illness had gone unnoticed. What? So I, I don't know what, I don't know what, that means. what he was referencing. Well, that whoever the watcher is is obviously mental, mentally ill, and that person might, you know... I don't know, become a shooter? I don't know. And those letters were signed Friends of the Broadus Family. So AKA the Broadus Family. Yeah. AKA mm-hmm. Derek. The, at the end of the very last letter, it said, You are despised by the house and the watcher won. The watcher did win, it yes. sounds like actually. Okay, so here's what I wanted to tell you about the history of the house. It was built in nineteen oh five by whoever the first owner was. In nineteen thirteen they sold it to a man who became the ma- eventually became the mayor of Westfield for one dollar. Hmm. Sounds like a sweetheart deal. He lived there from 1913 to 1947, and when he sold the house to his son and daughter-in-law for one dollar, they lived there only until 1951. They sold it to Dillard and Mary Bird for one dollar. Why? I mean, I understand that the the family. I know, part, but I don't understand Dillard and Mary Bird. That they lived there only two years. And in 1953, sold it to the Bakeses for $1. What the fuck? Two years later, 1955, the Bakeses sold it to the Schaefers for $1. That was like a cult. Yeah. I know. And the Schaefers lived there for a long time until 1990 when the Woodses bought the house for $370,000. Okay, so the Woodses broke the chain before the Protestants did. Yes. Before that, was a Jeepers Creeper situation going on. Yeah. So so that is very strange. I totally, if it's staying within the family, I get it. But as far as you can tell, those are not family after the the one in the 50s. The names certainly don't suggest it. That's strange. That is weird. Huh. So that's it. I think it was some kind of a, like, you took the mantle of the watcher and you got the house for a dollar. Yeah. And you had to be possessed by the house and you had to agree to it. You got a f- sweet ass mansion for yep. a couple of years. And then suddenly. You it, gave him your youngest child. Oh, yes. Well. Yes. Young blood. Young yeah. blood. I had to give him the youngest blood. child, which is no, not that hard. No, no, no. And is it worth you, it a mansion for a couple of years? For a nice house? A couple of years, though. Yeah, but why did they only. Yeah. Some stayed for a long time. Only not that really. one couple, right? Well, the last couple, right? The Before first, they sold yeah. to the Woodses. They gave them they the there. most the, children. The first guy that got oh, it yes, for a dollar yes. lived there from 1913 to 47. Yeah. 
And then everybody else just lived there for a few couple years, and then except the Schaefers. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. Before they sold to the Woods is in 1990. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. So the Schaefers. Oh, maybe the Schaefers. I mean, they lived there for 35 years or something like that. Or they just kept having babies and donating babies. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, sweet. Well, we'll see. Carrie says, "Ooh, like it's a. You're actually making a realistic possibility there." Well, we'll see how the movie treats that little fact because they did eventually sell the movie rights did they seven figures i mean just like at the end of 2018 uh seriously seven yes. figures so that's kind of worth it yeah yeah that's more than worth it depends it. on what that first figure of the yeah. seven figures is. yeah that's but true but it's still yeah one or two well wow. I, you know i don't blame Nine. them i'd do it i would yeah, do it absolutely. too but there was a bidding war Lord, in fact, one of the bidders was J.J. Abrams. Huh. And he Netflix wants to add a lens for Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Yeah. Well, specific, just like Netflix corporate bought it. Not Sandra like a, Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I hope not. Yeah. We're in that one too. And it's the article I read talked about directors. Nobody I was super excited about. <laughs> He's all assessing. Peter Jackson, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? No, I mean, nobody that I know, but it said, you know, what they had done and stuff. Alfonso Curran, <laughs> overrated. <laughs> Nothing super impressive. Well, thank you, Carrie, for the story of The Watchers. It sounds like we'll be seeing it on Netflix in the not-too-distant future. You never know. Season four of Stranger Things will be based on that incident. Just throwing yeah. it out there, Netflix. Just throwing it so. out there. It said movie. It said they're going to do a well, movie. Well, they know They could change their minds, yeah. <laughs> sure good. Damn it, right. They could. Well, thanks, Carrie. Tell them where you can find us. Okay, Aaron, you do it. You find us in your heart. <laughs> In your dreams. In your dreams. Oh, well. Okay, now, you now you're getting weird, Carrie. Weirdworld.com. <laughs> no, well. weirdworldpodcast.com. Weirdworldpodcast on um, <clears throat> everything except for Twitter, which is weirdworldpod. Thanks, Jack. There you go. Jack did that. Yeah. Thank you. Until next time, we'll see you again in apparently your dreams. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds weird. All right, bye. <laughs>